You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Steve Ray, uh, good morning to you. Monsignor Schumacher here. Schumacher, glad to be with you again. Uh, Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. Steve Ray is my last guest, and I've very much been looking forward to interviewing you again. I think this is is our fourth or fifth interview, Steve. Yeah. And uh, how are you? How are things in Michigan? We're doing fine. We have a loopy governor here, but uh, other than that, are you still you're, you're, you're lo- are you locked down still? Well, she she is very very liberal pro abortion everything that I am against she is for, and uh, she still everybody has to wear masks and uh, a lot of things are closed down still or very little open and it's just uh, I wish we were like Texas they just opened up and back to work and we're we're pretty much open here in North Dakota I have a lot of friends in the Archdiocese of Detroit. Um, uh, how are the churches doing? Well, I think, uh, unfortunately, um, the bishops are are taking the very cautious road, and I I think it's a mistake overall. Because, well, you know, Monsignor, I think what's happening is when you say that there's no obligation necessary to come to Mass, people start getting the idea that Mass isn't important, and you might as well just watch it on TV, and they get the perception that watching it on TV is just as good. And I think that's a big mistake. I think yeah. the Mass is something that's done in person. It's the body and blood of Christ that we receive, and it's not something that's done virtually. And um, when you make it so it's not obligatory and you we allow people to just act as though it's not important, they begin to think that way. I was just uh, saying that, you know, one of the easiest things to do is to get out of the habit of going to Mass. And But here in the Diocese of Bismarck, Bishop Kagan has, you know, reinstituted the Sunday obligation as of the Good first Sunday of Lent. Uh, we're running, you know, about 170 to 240 through here each for daily Mass. And we're, we're, we're getting around the 1500, 1600 mark, uh, 14, 15, 1600 per weekend now. We're just... Good. We're just starting out. We, we have a lot of precautions. As Steve, I said it's one of the safest times to go to Mass in my nearly 30 years as a priest. I mean, a lot, a lot of people are wearing masks. There's no sign of peace. If you should run from, if, if you're a germaphobe, that's what you should run from. Yeah. There, there, there's no common cup of the precious blood. You know, I'm sanitizing my hands, wearing a mask when I distribute. I've never done that. Uh, my people are being vaccinated every day. Plus, there's no flu. I mean, I, I think it's a, a safe time for us. It's happening. There's never going to be a good time to reopen. Very good point. Uh, but, but but we are, and I'm looking forward to this uh, topic. Our topic is God the Son. So, Steve, I, I have an updated incident report for you, and uh, th- this is th- this is from my file of 1993. As we talk about God the Son, here's a story for you. I call this the Close Encounters of the Prairie Hills Mall kind. I, I in '93, I was 26 years old. I was a newly ordained priest, and I, I was assigned to Dickinson, North Dakota, and I was, out, I was at the mall. And I was wearing, I was just hanging out as a Monday, and I was probably coming back from the gym or something. I was wearing blue jeans, and I had this, this, this UND Aerospace t-shirt. My brother was a student there at the time. I blame the whole thing uh, on that. <laughs> I'm an NDSU student. Uh, but anyway, anyway, this kid comes up to me and starts to converse with me thinking that I'm a college kid. And we're visiting, 
and 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 I, I got the feeling that this we were going to get to the topic of religion. Are you ever people? You're in these discussions. They're seemingly sincere discussions with with, with another person. You're in a conversation, but you know you're going to get to religion, which is fine. And maybe yeah. I, maybe I do that, but you know yeah. maybe I do it more sincerely. But anyway, he popped the question. A question that a lot of our people hear. Have you been saved? Uh. And, I, and I, I was just a newly ordained priest. The oils were still virtually wet. And, and, I, and so I, I, I just asked him, well, you know, what do you mean by that? He said, well, have you professed faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And I said, you know what? I, I'm, I'm willing to do that right now. But I want to keep living the life I'm living. He said, well, what do you mean? Well, I said, well, no, I'll let you save me right now. But I want to keep living the life I'm living. He said, well, well, you you have have to live, you know, put on the breastplate of righteousness Uh and the helmet of justice. I said, no, no, that, that, that wasn't the deal here. You said, if I profess faith in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I'm going to heaven. And I want to do that. But I want to keep living the life I'm living. He said, well, what kind of life are you living? And I said, well, that's none of your business. I said, I want, I want you to save me. I love it. I love and, it. And then, and then he said, you know, who are you? And then he just kind of walked away, and I threw in a little scripture. But, but really, Steve, how, how do our people deal with that? Uh, have you been saved? Have you professed faith? Our, 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 our Catholics are, and, and you have used that tactic. Oh, yes. I was formerly a Protestant, as you know, but maybe your listeners don't, that I used to be one of those kind of an evangelist that would go around asking Catholics those questions, are you saved? But one of the big problems that we have is that it's a, a big fancy word called nomenclature or jargon. They have a language called Christianese, and we speak a Catholic language. We're talking in many ways about the same things, except we use different words, so we talk past each other. So when they say, are you saved or are you born again, um, if you don't answer with their jargon, with their own Christianese language that they have, then they'll assume you're not part of their club, and then they come after you. But if someone asks me, for example, are you born again, my answer is always yes. I'm born again the Bible way. And then they say, well, what do you mean by that? And I say, let's read John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. It says that we're born again through water and Spirit. It doesn't say by accepting Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. It doesn't say I get born again by asking him into my heart. I get saved by water and spirit. And Jesus had just gone down into the water, and the spirit had came down. So nobody had any, any problem, didn't take rocket science to figure out what he meant by born again. It was water baptism. Well, all of a sudden, the Protestant doesn't have any idea how to answer that, because they've never been taught to think in those terms. Or are you saved? Um, yes, I was saved, and I am being saved, and I will be saved. There's no such thing as, are you saved? Because it's, it's a past, present, and future uh, proposition. I was saved when Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood, and I professed faith in him and was baptized. I was saved. I am being saved now, and I will eventually be taken with Jesus up to heaven, and that salvation will be completed. So the problem is a different language, and you have to learn how to speak their language if you want to be able to communicate with them. Christianese, you call it. Yep, that's what I call it, Christianese. Christianese. 
and our our Catholic people are kind of thrown off. We that. are because imagine that um, t- two ladies are sitting there talking together in front of a crucifix, and one says, "Have you accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior?" and asked him to come into your heart. Those are totally foreign words to a Protestant to a Catholic, but. She said, well, I see the crucifix here. I believe that Jesus died on the cross there, and the blood that he shed was for the forgiveness of my sins. And she is thinking the same basic thing the Protestant is, but they just think about it in different ways or different terms. And, and you know, the funny thing is, is that the Protestant says that they are Bible alone. So they are stuck with the Bible. They're the ones, literally the Bible. And yet when they say that you have to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and ask him to come into your heart, you will find those words nowhere in the Bible. That is man-made tradition. And then they'll ask you to pray the sinner's prayer, which also is not in the Bible, which is man-made tradition. So here they are, Bible only, but they're trying to get you to be saved without using Bible terms or even Bible ideas. There you go. That's why people listen to Real Presence Radio, because I interview Steve Ray. Steve, let's get back to your book entitled The Catholic Faith, An Introduction to the Creeds. We visited with you briefly about parts of this before. Uh, this is available on uh, – this is still on Amazon? You haven't been canceled yet? Are you, are no. you still – and, and also, if people want to help our family, because we pretty much are out of work without traveling at this point, um, if you get it on our website, you get a signed copy. <laughs> And that's the Defenders of the Catholic Faith website? CatholicConvert.com. CatholicConvert.com. I have a store there with all our movies, and i got about 50 audio talks that I've done on every conceivable topic, and I have the books for sale, too. Well, uh, so let's talk about God uh, the Son. Uh, uh, I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light. You see what Nicaea did? They, 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 they start hammering Arianism. Yes. Uh, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, as if we don't get it. He, they go on. Begotten, not made, one in substance, consubstantial with the Father. Right. Uh, w- w- what is the purpose of this portion of the Creed? Well, the, the creed now on uh, talking about the Son is going to do this one about his eternal begottenness, and then it's going to talk about his, he's a creator of everything and his um, incarnation and his salvation. So the creed really, uh, the heart of it all is about the Son, because that's what was contested during these times. So what it's saying is there was a guy, a priest named Arius, and he said there was a time when the Son was not. The God the Father was always eternally existing, but at a certain point he generated or created the Son. So there was a point where the Son was not, and then he was. And the Church has always denied that, that Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, has existed from all ages. He has always been existing. He has never had a beginning. So they had to confront the Arians, that heresy, which was really big and rampant in the 3rd and 4th centuries, especially in 5th century. So this statement right here is saying Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, has been in existence from all eternity. There was never a time where he was not. Arianism is alive and well, Steve. It is. Uh, when, when, I, when I teach my confirmation classes, I'll ask, you know, how many, how many of you believe Jesus Christ is, is God, the incarnate God? And, and, and you get about a 50-50 uh, you know, Arius was a priest in, in Alexandria, Egypt. Why, why, are so, why are we so ready to believe 
that 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 Jesus Christ isn't who he says he is because we have um, we have concupiscence, so to speak we we are I like way c s Lewis puts it he says we are the bent planet we're no longer straight we're bent, and we have a a predilection to go with the wrong answers all the time. Uh, it's actually orthodoxy is the courageous and the most difficult thing to do is to say. I love uh, G.K. Chesterton where he talks about the knight galloping on a horse. It would be easy and and uh, to fall off on either side, but to stay orthodox and galloping and stay mounted to that horse through the battle is the tough, courageous, difficult thing to do. So we have a tendency, I think, to always fall for the heresies and the, and the errors. It's easier, but the, to be orthodox and to be straight is, the, is always the most courageous and difficult thing, and that's why I love being Catholic, because it encourages us to stay straight and strong and orthodox. We're talking about God the Son with Steve Ray from his book entitled The Catholic Faith. You can buy it right now online. The Catholic Faith, an introduction to creeds. Steve Ray is uh, a marvelous interview, and I'm happy to have him on again. Uh, we're talking about God the Son. When we say the four words, Steve, one Lord Jesus Christ, what, 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 do, they, what do they mean? Well, one means we believe in one Lord, because back in the time that this creed was written, the uh, general population of Rome had many gods. They had the Pantheon, which is still standing, and there were niches, and they had Apollo and Zeus and Aphrodite, and all of the gods were there. And there were many gods. The more gods, the better, because then you could find one for every purpose and thing you needed. But they said, no, we believe in one Lord. That's why the Christians were persecuted and martyred, not because they were Christians, so to speak. If they'd have put Jesus up there with all the others, just one more god among many, they would have been fine. But they denied the gods of Rome and said, no, we believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, and then the lions were cut loose on them. So one Lord, also, Lord is the word in the Old Testament that is often used for God. And so when you say there's one, he's the only, and when you say Lord, you're referring to him as God, Jesus is the name that the angel told Joseph to marry him because uh, to to name him because Jesus means savior. It's the same word as Joshua. Jesus is the Greek for Joshua, which is Hebrew, so it's really the name Joshua, savior. And Christ is the Greek word for Messiah. So if you say that you are a Christian, what you're really saying is you are one who follows Christ, and Christ is the Jewish Messiah. So you've got a lot of things packed in there. There's one, he's the Lord God, he is Jesus the Savior, and he is Christ the Messiah, the, the uh, Messiah of the Jews. That's a loaded statement if you understand what the words really mean. One Lord Jesus Christ. You've said a lot, and you've said it all. Uh, we're going to take a short break, Steve, all right? Um, I think I'm on target. I've kind of been off target with my producer during this show, but uh, I got the great Steve Ray on, and we're going to continue to talk about his book. We're going to talk about God the Son, and um, I so much enjoy him, and he does so much great work uh, for strengthening Catholics in defending their faith a true calling he's living. I'll visit with him until the top of the hour on Real Presence Live. We'll be back on just in just uh, one moment. Don't go anywhere. Live, engaging, 
and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. You're invited to join Real Presence Radio for our 2021 banquet. Trent Horn will be the keynote speaker, and he will share his story of conversion and how he loves to teach Catholics to graciously and persuasively engage those who disagree with them. Join us in Duluth Tuesday, March 9th. For more information or to register, go to realpresenceradio.com or email jessica at realpresenceradio.com. We will be following all Minnesota Department of Health safety guidelines for social events. We hope to see you there. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Now is the time to stand up for life and dignity in Minnesota. Hello, this is Archbishop Bernard Hebda. Join Catholics across Minnesota for Catholics at the Capitol, April 15th at the Cathedral of St. Paul. Be formed in the faith, informed on issues impacting life and dignity, and sent on mission to transform our state. We will celebrate Mass, hear from inspiring speakers, and head to the Capitol in a Eucharistic procession before meeting with legislators. Get your tickets at catholicsatthecapitol.org. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thank you for listening as we wrap up another great show in our Upper Midwest Real Presence Radio listening audience. This is Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. I am coming to you from my office at Corpus Christi in Bismarck, North Dakota. And we've had a we've had a great show, and I want to thank everybody for listening and for supporting Real Presence Radio. We are truly a listener-supported network. I'm visiting with Steve Ray. It's always a joy. Steve, thanks for hanging on past the break sure. with me. Um, we're visiting with you about God, the Son, and your, your book, which uh, I'll, I'll mention here. But first, your, your site is catholicconvert.com. I have it pulled up right here, catholicconvert.com. Uh, th- let's talk about your travels uh, a little bit. We visited that maybe you, you were going to uh, do something this spring. Uh, where are you in your travels? Where do you go? Israel, you do some Pauline stuff. Bring us up to date. Yeah, we, I lead Catholic pilgrimages. That's what we love. Mostly uh, Israel is my main love. That's what we do seven times a year. We take groups there and follow the rosary. That's what our main itinerary is. <clears throat> and uh, I think we do it really well. I think we do it. I've been there 180 times or more to the Holy Land. And uh, we also do St. Paul Cruz 
We have one coming up in, in October where we go through the Mediterranean and visit 10 biblical sites. We also do Lords and Fatima, which we're going to be doing in September of this year, where we go up through Portugal, Spain, and France. Beautiful and area. The Beautiful areas, yes. Yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful trip, and the food is marvelous, too. Um, and then we, we're doing something right now because I found out that Turkey is open for tourists. So we're putting together a trip for August to go to Turkey and visit all the biblical sites and the early church. People don't realize this, Monsignor, that Israel is where Christianity was born, but Christianity grew up in Turkey. Yeah. That's where it grew up. The first eight ecumenical councils were there. That's where Mary lived the last part of her life. The Apostle John was the Bishop of Ephesus. Seven churches of Revelation are there. It is just a magnificent country. Paul came from Tarsus there. The, the Christians were first called Christians in Antioch. All of those are in Turkey of today. So in August, we're going to take a trip to Turkey and visit those places, um, all the biblical and early Christian sites. So that's kind of what we're doing, and I have all the pilgrimages up. We're putting the Turkey trip up uh, in the next day or two. We're just developing it right now. And uh, so we got a big bunch of trips going at the end of this year. You know, I love Turkey. I went there when I studied uh, abroad there. I, I took a vacation there with one of my friends, and we rented a car and we drove to the seven churches of Revelation, which were you. all at the time within a, about a, a day's horse ride. Yeah. But, but a very, very gorgeous country, very mountainous, very seismic, right? Yep. A lot of the sites yep. have been destroyed. Yep. We went to Nicaea. It, it, uh, Turkey moves around a lot. And, and, and then tell us a little bit about Mary's house, Mary Amana. Well, when Mary, when at the cross, Jesus told Mary, you are now John's mother, and John, she's now your mother, and, and you take care of her, because Mary did not have any other sons, so Jesus appointed John to take care of his mother. Joseph has already died by this time. So when John became the bishop of Ephesus, he took Mary with him there, and Mary lived there, and the way the story goes is that John built a nice house for her up on the hillside, away from the pagan, wicked city of Ephesus, which was a very a pagan wicked a city. big uh, port, a busy port town yes oh yeah and at brothels and all the you know the same thing that you find when you get off an airplane in dallas texas or houston you know hey, hey, my, my brother lives in dallas easy yeah and, they, <laughs> and there's a lot of uh, a lot of wicked things for set up for men who get off of planes on business trips there's a lot of uh, the devil knows how to get men and so anyway this was the same in ephesus so john built a nice place for mary and i think she lived up there with other holy women in prayer um, and that's Mary's house. So we go there and have Mass. And on the whole trip, people say that's probably their favorite. It's the most peaceful place, and they sense her presence there, and we love to have Mass there. Um, so that's where we go, too, and we'll spend a day in Ephesus. So if people want to travel with you, which would be uh, amazing, uh, they go to catholicconvert.com, and all the all the inform, all the information is going to be there, Steve. Right, right, right up at the top. There's a big banner. Travel with Steve. Right, click on that, and you can go see all our pilgrimages and videos of our past pilgrimages and dates and information. It's all there. It's a fun site, actually. I'd like to hang out with you. You've been to Bismarck, North Dakota, right? I have. Yeah, you you gave a talk at the Real Presence Radio banquet. Yep, I've been there a couple times, and I remember last time we talked, I, I still remember all the muddy boots in that little tiny airport of the oil guys. And now Williston, nice up, in Willis, up in Williston? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. You, you, you were there in the height of the boom, there, and I told yeah. you there's, there's a new airport now. So, uh, yeah, all the boots. And uh, my, my father still talks about your talk. He said, you got you to hear this. You got to hear this guy. He wears his hat, and you just, you just got to hear this guy. And, and uh, you, you've moved a lot of hearts, uh, I, I think in part because um, you are a convert to the faith, and you, bring, you, you remind us. You re- I said before you came on, Steve. Uh, the reason why people leave the Catholic faith is because they don't know what they're leaving. And, yeah. and, and, you're, and you're, you're, re, you're reminding us what we have is why it's such a joy to talk to you. Well, thank you. I, I had to fight real hard to get here. I, there was a huge chasm for me to go across from Baptist to Catholic. And, but I have discovered it. I, I feel like the Catholic Church is the best kept secret in the world, and uh, people would love to know about it and become Catholic if they only had somebody explain it to them properly. And, and you, would, you would do the... Did you have converts on, uh, uh, from your trips? Did you take non-Catholics on oh, your yes. trips? Oh, yes. You know, one of the things that's fun is that uh, oftentimes a wife brings her husband who's not Catholic. And sure. I, I had one like that recently where the husband said, I'm a reluctant pilgrim. I really don't want to come to Israel, but my wife went fishing with me last year, so this is my end of the deal. <laughs> I had to come with her here. So I said, that's all right. It'll get you. By the second day in, when we had Mass at Capernaum, where Jesus spoke the words, eat my flesh and drink my blood, and we had Mass there, he came out of that Mass with tears in his eyes, and he said, I'm not a reluctant pilgrim anymore, and I just realized where I am. And I've had, uh, we figure that probably 75% of the Protestants who come with us are Catholic by the end of the trip. Uh, you know, so we, we didn't get through all of our uh, points that we wanted to touch on regarding your book, The Catholic Faith. We have about a minute left here, Steve. Your, your, your book that we've been visiting uh, with you with in the last few shows is called Simply the Catholic Faith, an introduction to the creeds. Uh, and just summarize for us, then, you know, God the Son, uh, as, as we uh, part ways. God the Son has been in existence forever. There was never a time where He was not. He, is, he has been with the Father and the Holy Spirit together. And I'm doing a talk right now about the Samaritan woman for a women's conference. I'm preparing it, and I'm talking about how the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit from all of eternity had so much fun together. They loved each other so much, and even the Catechism says it is their inner secret the mystery of the, of the love they have, and I think they laugh and they have fun together, because we laugh, we're made in their image, so God would laugh and have fun. And they loved each other and had so much fun in eternity, they said, we've just got to create some other creatures like us so that we can share this joy and happiness, and that's why we were created. Steve Ray, uh, we, we haven't said everything, but we've said a lot, once again. Yes. I wish I had more time with you. And thank you for we'll do being. It again uh, next th- time. Thank you. I hope things open up a little bit in Michigan there, and and uh, I hope to get you on my next show. Okay. Good. I'll be here. I love talking with you too, Monsignor. Th- thank you very much. That is CatholicConvert.com. If you want to see everything he is um, doing for the church, all of his work, CatholicConvert.com, because Steve Ray is a Catholic convert, and he's doing great work. It's always a pleasure to listen to him, and I, I wish him all the best there in Michigan, and he's got some great trips coming in, but what, what intrigues me is, of course, Israel, the Holy Land, but I've been there, but all oh, that St. Paul trip in Turkey, 
It is, it is something to, like he said, that the church grew up in Turkey and the Pauline mission is, is so brought to life there. Uh, so you can see that. So we're coming up on 57 minutes past the hour. I got to go back to Eli for a preview of what's coming up. Eli? Hey, thanks, Monsignor. Great show. Got another good one coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Father David Richter and Lori Leffer coming to you live from St. John the Apostle Parish in Minot, North Dakota. They'll start off the show with Jerry Leach from the Jail Chaplains. She'll talk about bringing the imprisoned to Christ. Then, what's Lexio Divina? We'll talk about how to pray with Lexio Divina. And Rochelle Savageau will talk about embarking on a journey for Christ. All that and so much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Or you can listen online, of course, at realpresenceradio.com. Right back to you. All right, Eli, thanks for taking care of me today. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure, Monsignor. It's good to work with you. I've made most of my margins with you, but you know what? Nothing's perfect but heaven, huh? And <laughs> hey, that's Lori- why we do it live. <laughs> Lori-, Lori, thank you for taking care of me here. I've been coming to you from my office at Corpus Christi, and I want to thank all of our listeners. We're going to part ways on this date of March 4th, which, remember, is the only day of the calendar which is... A command, so to all of our listeners, march forth. March forth to know, love, and serve our Lord. And I want to thank all of our listeners. We would not be on the air without you. We are a listener-supported radio station in the upper Midwest, and we grow according to God's will. And I know that there are so many people who tell me you can't imagine it. There are so many people who tell me, I heard this on Real Presence Radio. I heard that on Real Presence Radio. Uh, From my hometown in the Williston area, all the way over to Wisconsin, down into uh, Wyoming, we are uh, in in a big chunk of the upper Midwest. And according to God's will, you're making it possible with your gifts. You make it possible with your gifts. We stay on the air and we evangelize so that more people can march forth to know, love, and to serve the Lord. Again, my name is Monsignor Schumacher. I'll be back with you again. I wish I could do this every day. I can't. We have to spread out everybody's enjoyment to host this show. But I will be back with you at some point for today. Have a good day. And thank you for listening. And God bless you. March 4th. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.